Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button to Edge Got In to your mind, your will, and those crazy squirrely emotions. Our mission at Edge Got In is to champion your human potential in Christ, to continue your conversion experience into the likeness of Christ, which we're called to do as Christians. We're called to follow the Prince of Peace. And we are the handiwork of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. Welcome to today's topic called Keep It Simple. It's going to be a quicker podcast today to keep it simple. And the learning objective is simple that at the end of today's podcast, you will walk away with four directives given by Jesus to help keep your daily faith life focus simple. Let's face it. We've all had our experience with connecting our identity to the struggle, to the hustle. I recently was in Europe, and every time I've gone to Europe, I come back with a refreshed point of view. We really push the go button extensively to the negative ramification of our own health here in America. Basically, we're workaholics. And along with that comes hijacking of our identity into what we do rather than who we are in Christ. I was refreshed again over in Europe about the pursuit of simplicity, as well as those things that you get to take with you beyond the pine box, sitting and talking to your loved ones not hustling out of a, a meal, but sitting and enjoying the presence of those people that you're sharing a meal with, as well as talking about those things that are meaningful to you. The definition of dialogue is the flow of meaning. And the flow of meaning is hijacked by fear. Fear that we're not going to be enough, that we won't have enough, that we won't accomplish enough. So what is it for you today? As you tune in today's podcast, into today's podcast, it's no mistake that you were drawn to the topic. Keep it simple. So what is it today in your life that is resulting in a hustled, complex overwhelmed behavioral pursuit of things outside of you. Perhaps it's a position professionally. Perhaps it's in parenting. Perhaps your identity has been hijacked by the performance of your children. Perhaps it's your relationship that you have high expectations for yourself and the other person. So therefore, it's very difficult for you to keep psychological safety going. Psychological safety is a hot topic these days. And it was actually coined by Amy Edmondson, the term psychological safety. And simply, it means that you feel safe sharing your values, your opinions, your feedback 
with the person or the people that you're talking with. And you're not anxious of any kind of retribution as a result of sharing. You create that safety. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety, and connection. Psychological safety is hijacked when what is important to you is not safe with another person, as Brene Brown speaks of. Psychological safety is grounded when what's important to you is safe with the other person. And I'd like to bring it even closer to home, closer to the heart. Is what is important to you safe with you? You can't give out to those around you what you haven't mastered within. Jesus in the Gospel of John, and in all four Gospels for that matter, keeping it simple, just focusing on one Gospel, the Gospel of John, he gives several directives that are linked to his identity, statements of identity, I am. Before I jump into those statements of I am, I'd like to share with you a little awareness that I had when I was going through advanced cancer and divorce at the same time. I can't remember who invited me into this practice. I do remember the practice. And it's pretty simple. Ask yourself what statements you declare after the two words, I am. I am exhausted. I am overwhelmed. I'm fearful. I'm feeling rejected. I'm feeling overlooked. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling stuck. Be very careful of the phrases that you use after the two words, I am. Words have power. Jesus Christ is the word of God made flesh. Those are the areas that we will continue to revisit again and again and again. The words you speak, the attitude you have, the thoughts you think. The ramification of not guarding the words you speak, the attitude you have, the thoughts you think, are endless. <laughs> they result in overwhelmed, fear, anxiety, comparison, thoughts of the flesh that lead to death and destruction, Romans 8, 6. The invitation today is to come back to allowing your mind the simplicity to be guided by the Spirit by listening very closely to four directives that Jesus gives you and me to keep our daily faith life focused and simple. The world screams, my friends, and God whispers. He's after you today. He sees your anxiety. He's aware of your overwhelm, of your fears. He's calling you back to simplicity. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us in that experience. Dear God, give us the grace of simplicity. Holy Spirit, remind our mind of what Jesus taught. Not to worry or be anxious about tomorrow, but keep it very, very simple. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, remembering our purpose here. The mission through which our heart beats. To make God recognizable in our face, our intonation, our words, the words we say to ourselves, the words we say to people around us. Help us, Lord, to come back to you and thank you that you love us. You are the hound from heaven. So everyone listening in today, 
I pray that they would feel an extra presence and pursuit of your heart after them. Thank you for meeting us right where we're at, right smack in the middle of the USA hustle, of the fame game, of the drug of approval, of the disease to please. Help us slow down and to breathe, to breathe in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come into us down to our cellular level and help us to exhale all of the anxiety and the worries that we're experiencing in this present moment. We give you more authority than we do any of those momentary fears, false beliefs, judgments, and conclusions we make about others and ourselves. Give us the grace of wisdom to create psychological safety around simplicity so that we don't take things personally and give us the grace to stay in the facts of what we see so we don't get hijacked by defense, defensiveness, which leads to discouragement based on false beliefs of how we think people are thinking of us. Many times, Lord, you would leave the crowds behind. Give us the grace to leave the crowds behind so that we hear one voice clearly, simply behind us saying, this is the way. Walk in it. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, you are a rock and our redeemer. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Four directives of Jesus to help you keep your daily faith life focus simple. Simplicity. Do you have it in your relationships? Do you know what you want simply in one statement? What do you want in your relationships individually? Perhaps it's different with your spouse, with your children, with each child. What do you want more of? Keep it simple. And then simply ask yourself the coaching question what behavior do I want to move? Do I, want to, what do I want to do and act on in order to move toward what I want, what I feel that God is guiding me toward? I'll give you a little hint. Jesus always makes it simple. And it's grounded in love, the new commandment, the one commandment, love God, love others. In John chapter 6, verse 35, in my Bible that I've had since college, I have mentioned this before. I had a mentor. I accepted Christ at 17 that out in uh, Lost Valley Ranch in Colorado, which I'm about to go there again in a couple of weeks. I actually have a little bracelet that has the coordinates, um, two coordinates of Lost Valley Ranch, because that's where I hit my knees and accepted Christ at 17. Jesus is very clear in this specific scripture. My mentor, Coach Dan Stavely, actually underlined it and put OCS, Old Coach Special. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now and underlined this. And this is when I didn't know anything about the scriptures. I just knew that Jesus had me at hello. And I gave my life over to him and wanted to learn more. And then he gave me an incredible hunger and thirst for the scripture at 17. I couldn't get enough of it. And old coach Stavely 
came into the picture as a mentor of mine when I went to see you in Colorado and Boulder. And he would meet with me every other week, Perkins. And we went through the Gospel of John. And this is one of the scriptures that he underlined. It says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. Two directives here. Jesus is declaring his identity here, which as followers of Jesus, that turns the lights on. Hmm, let me lean in. I am the bread of life. Wow, Lord, what does that mean? That means that whoever comes to me, come, comes to me, will never go hungry. So my question to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, just making it very simple based on that one phrase, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. What are you hungry for today? What is it? Perhaps it's affirmation from someone you love. Perhaps it's belief in yourself, confidence, knowing that all things are possible through Christ who gives you strength. Perhaps it's comfort in the midst of profound grief. What are you hungry for? Be very clear and simple. Just like when Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? He asks you that today. He declares his identity. I am the bread of life. That means if you have hunger pains, come. Draw near. First directive is come to me. And you will never go hungry. The second directive is the second part of this verse in John chapter 6, 35. And so not only am I the bread of life and he who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never thirst. So what are you thirsting for today? We all know what it feels like to be thirsty. Yet we've never gone to the extent, hopefully, that some people that have no water or have to travel a mile or more to get water in third world countries to know what true thirst feels like. I remember when I went to the memorial in Rome for Mother Teresa, and I found a, a small celebration put on by her sisters in the streets of Rome. And it was so under-promoted. <laughs> it was, I, I literally stumbled on it. And there was a small little sign outside, and yet it was the most profound experience because they had the journals of Mother Teresa. They had her many of her items that she had and very few things, yet they had them on display. And I was most fascinated with her journals. And they had her one statement that um, she lived by above this amazing crucifix of Jesus which said, I thirst, right? And when Jesus was on the cross, he thirsted, not for physical water, for souls. So Jesus thirsts for you, all of you, your full attention. Satan wants to hijack your attention into the shiny objects. Jesus is calling you back, back to having him be the source of, your, of quenching your thirst. Jesus thirsts for you. 
And he's and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Second directive. Believe. First directive, come. Come to me and believe. Believe that I can quench your thirst. That I do fulfill your deepest desires. Believe. Keeping it simple. One verse here. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Highly recommend you store that in your heart and keep the first two directives in your mind this week. When you start to feel hijacked, you know you're hijacked because you'll start to feel your emotions keep you hostage, strong emotions. And so coming back to, okay, Lord, what do I want? I want to follow you. I want to make you recognizable in this situation. My ego is totally getting in the way here. So I come back to you. Help me to be like you. You satisfy my hunger for worth and value. You satisfy my hunger to know that I'm enough. You satisfy me. And believe that he will satisfy you. So when you come with your desires and you lay them before you, what can I do for you today? Jesus says, Lord, I want to see. I want to see the way you see. I want to hear the way you hear and respond the way you respond. I want to know that I'm enough so that my ego doesn't get in the way so that I can be humble and be used as an ambassador for you to make your appeal through me. Come to Jesus today with all that you're hungry for in the world and believe that he will satisfy your thirst. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never thirst. First two directives from Jesus, very simple. Come and believe. Third directive comes from two chapters later in John chapter 8, another one to store in, in memory. John chapter 8, 12. Again, he's declaring his identity. I am. Be very careful what you put after I am. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Third directive, follow. Come, believe, and follow. So you come to Jesus with what you want today. And when you ask my brothers and sisters in Christ, for the things that God desires to give you. Confidence, peace that passes all human understanding, words of wisdom, discernment, guidance, inspiration. When you ask for the things that God desires to give you, do not doubt or be like the waves, as St. Paul says. But believe that you have received that which you ask for. Call into existence, as Jesus did, the things that are not as if they are. And follow, follow his lead when you come to him and believe that he will respond to your deepest desires for fulfillment in life. And only he knows what they are and he can, he's the one that can quench your thirst and relieve your hunger. And then follow him. Be attentive. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What is your darkness today, my friends? What is it that's causing you 
to feel stuck or lost or confused or misunderstood. Darkness is the space that Satan plays and it's fear that he uses to hijack us from faith. So come back to the light today. Come back to the light. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So if you are walking in any kind of darkness, come back to the light. Invite the Holy Spirit. God desires to give you this. So do not doubt, my friends. Simply ask, Lord, I feel like I'm in the darkness right now. I don't feel your presence, which by the way, Mother Teresa in her journals expressed that she went through a very, very dark time and didn't feel the presence of God, yet it was faith that moved her actions forward. We can do no great things, as Mother Teresa says, but only small things with great love. So follow. Third directive, follow. Follow me. I am the light of the world. Come to me. I am the bread of life. Believe in me and you will not thirst. Follow me, and you will have the light of life. Fourth and last directive for today comes from one of my favorite chapters in the Gospel of John. John chapter 15, remain. I am the vine. Again, a declaration of identity. I am the vine. I am the bread. I am the light. I am the vine. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. And whoever remains in me will accomplish the things of God. All things are possible. I am the vine. You are the branch. Whoever remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit, much fruit. So are you feeling a little fruitless these days? Come, come back. Read through the Gospel of John chapter 15. The entire Gospel is absolutely beautiful. But I am the vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. While every branch in me that does bear fruit, he trims and makes it clean. You are already clean because of the words that I spoke to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So there we have it. There's our solution to everything. <laughs> Four directives from Jesus. Shazam. There you have it. That's a wrap. Come, believe, follow, and remain. So of those four directives, those four scriptures, or those three scriptures, one, the first scripture has two directives in it. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. I am, and he who believes in me will never thirst. So come, believe, follow. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I am the vine. You are the branch. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. So perhaps you've been busting it. I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own business. And I know what it's like to really bust it and have no fruit. Come back. Come back to the bread of life. Let him quench your hunger and your thirst. 
and follow his directive. Many times when we don't bear fruit, at least I've found in the 20 years of, of being an entrepreneur and had many dry seasons of not bearing fruit, anytime that I came back and came to the, to the vine and redirected all of my desire to glorify God, he gave me the guidance and the wisdom of what to do more of and what to do less of. So if you're feeling stuck in your life, or you're at a crossroads, or perhaps you're going through a dark night of the soul experience in darkness, come back. Believe that he will meet you there, and he loves you enough not to leave you. Follow his directives. Sometimes they're very small. Go here. Stop doing that. Start doing this. Call this person. Perhaps it's just lean into me. I am close to the brokenhearted, and I save those who are crushed in spirit and remain. Many times when I felt lost or stuck or my efforts, my efforts weren't enough and I was coming up with jack squat with my efforts, <laughs> perhaps you feel that way. You're just spinning your wheels and nothing's working. There's no open door that's coming your way. Totally been there. Have a lot of compassion for that. Come back. Come back to the lover of your souls. Believe that he can quench your hunger, quench your thirst, and satisfy your hunger. Believe that he will put light in the midst of the darkness, meaning anyone who asks, who is lacking wisdom, as we're told in the scriptures, ask and it will be given to you. But don't doubt. Paul backs it up with saying, when you ask, don't doubt, because then you're like a wave of the sea that's just being blown here and there without an anchor. Believe that he'll give it to you, because that's a promise that anyone that lacks wisdom, when he asks and he believes, it will be given. And sometimes you have to remain for a while. And that's the fourth directive. Sometimes I've had to camp for a while in the scriptures and just simply sit before the power of the word of God. Memorize it. Take it in. So this is your homework this week. Look up those scriptures. You can go to edgegodin.com. This podcast is entitled Keep It Simple. And I will I will place these scriptures that I pulled from today. There are three scriptures from the Gospel of John, Gospel of uh, chapter 6, chapter 8, and chapter 15. And memorize these three scriptures so that when you feel that you're wandering into the world and being hijacked by the hustle, the worry, the anxiety, the struggle, perhaps you've attached your identity to the struggle. How can it be easy? My whole life has been a struggle. Remember, my friends, anytime Jesus encountered anybody who had been stuck in suffering, whether it was 18 years, 38 years, the entire life, anyone that he encountered, healing was not confined by time or intensity. It happened instantly. How long have you been like this? 38 years. Pick up your mat and go. Is there anyone here to condemn you? How long have you been practicing this lifestyle? Go. Sin no more. How long have you been blind your entire life? Today, on my watch, you see. God is after you. Come, believe, follow, and remain. Keep it simple, my friends. The Lord loves you enough not to leave you where you're at, where you're at, and he will take you to where he desires for you to go. And it is for freedom, one of our foundational verses at Edge God In Ministries. It is for freedom, Galatians 5.1, that Christ has set you free. Stand firm and don't allow yourself to be burdened by the yoke of slavery. Come, believe, follow, and remain.
Keep it simple. Visit us at edgegodin.com. There's a one sheet to capture your learnings for this study. It's a good one. It's very simple. Come believe, follow, and remain. Come believe, follow, and remain. Make that your mantra and invite the Holy Spirit to transform you so that you can come back to simplicity in Christ. Visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We're speaking into the first step of emotional intelligence in Christ, which is identity, grounding your identity in Christ. Come, believe, follow, and remain. And he will set you free. Emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. Give him heaven out there, my friends. There's enough of the dark side going on. God bless you today.